Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox and I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I'd like to welcome you to my January 2018 podcast series of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. But first, a word about this month's sponsor, Conversant. Conversant brings a different kind of ethics and compliance solution to your organization. These days, business success demands something different, a corporate culture centered on integrity and ethical behavior. Conversant provides your teams with a centralized platform and automated processes that connect your business goals with your ethics and values. The result, a highly strategic program that drives ethics and values to the center of your business. Through the use of the Conversant Ethics Cloud platform, it gives you the choice of what you need according to your compliance program maturity. As your compliance program progresses on its ethical journey, Conversant can meet the needs of your requirements with unified ease of use and all of your ethics compliance data in one place, increasing transparency and efficiency while reducing cost. If you have been following me over the past year, you know that I have gone on a one-year exploration of various components of a best practices compliance program. However, during this exploration, there were two very important documents released by the Department of Justice relating to a best practices compliance program. In February 2017, there was the Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs document, and in November 2017, there was the announcement of the new FCPA Corporate Enforcement Policy. Therefore, in this month of January, I'm going to lay out for you what should go into your best practices compliance program based upon the 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program and these two documents. Over the next 31 days, I will be exploring the best way to more fully operationalize a compliance program using the most recent DOJ resources. I hope you will join me for the full 31 days as we engage in an exploration to a more effective compliance program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 10, the use of social media to communicate in compliance. What is the message of compliance inside of a corporation and how is it distributed? In a compliance program, the largest portion of your consumers, customers, or your employees. Social media presents an excellent, some excellent mechanisms to communicate the message of compliance going forward. Many of the applications that are in use in personal communication are free or available at low cost. So why not take advantage of them and use the same communication tools in your internal compliance marketing efforts going forward? How does one company and one chief compliance officer actively use social media to make more effective the company's compliance culture? Well, at Dun & Bradstreet, Lewis Sapperman has integrated the company's compliance communications into his social media network. It's not simply about having a younger workforce or even a tech-savvy workforce. If your company is in the service business, it probably means your employee base is using technological tools to deliver solutions. The use of technology has led companies to consider how such techniques can be used internally, and disciplines which may not have incorporated them into their repertoires previously. Not surprisingly, you need to have full management uh, backing to do this, and that's certainly the the, uh, situation at Dun & Bradstreet. 
Saberman was challenged by the company's CEO to take a look at the manner in which their functions were using social media. From there, Saperman and his compliance team saw the advantages of using it to facilitate a 360-degree form of communication. Saperman comprehended the possibility for social media to those external with the company. Saperman uses a tool, or Dun & Bradstreet, I should say, uses a tool called Chatter, which is similar to twi Twitter, but it's internal to the company. He engages in chatter tweets and tweet-ups and chatter jams with his organization. He puts his compliance team into the event, and they hold the event, an event at various times during the day, so it can be accessed by Dun & Bradstreet employees literally anywhere in the world. He seeds the chatter jam so the employees are aware of the expectations and to engage in the discussions respectfully of others. When, when Dun & Bradstreet began these sessions, they reminded employees that if they had specific or individual concerns, they should bring them to the CCO directly or through the hotline. However, that ad admonition is no longer required. One of the typical concerns of lawyers in the use of social media is with the general and specific topics coming up on social media and the ill will it might cause within an organization. Saperman believes that while such untoward situations can arise, if you make clear the ground rules about the discussion, these types of issues simply do not come up, and that's certainly been his experience. Each employee uses their own names during these chatter jams, so employee accountability and transparency exist. Sapperman said they further define each communication through a hashtag so that it can not only be immediately defined, but also searched in the archives going forward. Some of the examples he uh, gave are, were around regulatory issues and privacy. This branding also enhances the entire process going forward. I asked Sapperman if he could point to any specific compliance initiatives that arose during these chatter jams. He emphasized that these events allow employees the opportunity to express their opinions about the compliance function and what compliance means to them at DNB. One of the discussions was around the company's code of conduct. Sapperman said employees wanted to see the words do the right thing as the name of the company's code of conduct. I also asked about DNB's use of social media in connection with their third parties. Sapperman said the company allows some of them to access the internal chatter tools to facilitate direct communication. Further, these external contractors connect with Sapperman and the company through Twitter. He said it is all about consistently communicating to the greater body of compliance customers about compliance initiatives and compliance reminders that the DMB compliance function is doing and it's how it is going about doing them. He believes that it is an important communications tool that make sure he and his team are getting the compliance message out to the troops. Compliant, uh, excuse me, Sapperman also described using chatter in a manner that almost sounded like Facebook and its new live video function. He said he can deliver short video vignettes to employees about compliance. The compliance function or even employee base can develop these. This really gave me several things to consider going forward. The first is how compliance, like society, is evolving, in many ways even faster. As more millennials come into the workforce, the more your employee base will have used social media in their entire lives. 
Once upon a time, email was a revelatory innovation. Now, if you are not communicating it, you are seriously behind the eight ball. Employees expect their employers to act like and treat them like this is the present day, not 1994 or even 2004. Next is that these social media tools can go a long way towards enhancing your compliance program going forward. Recall the declination to prosecute Morgan Stanley, which it received from the Department of Justice back in 2012 when one of Morgan Stanley's managing directors had engaged in FCPA violations. One of the reasons cited by the Department of Justice was 35 email compliance reminders sent over some seven years, which served to bolster the annual FCPA training to the recalcitrant managing director involved. You can use archived social media communications as evidence that you have continually communicated your company's expectations around compliance. It is equally, equally important that these expectations are documented. In other words, document, document, document. And finally, never forget the social part of social media. Social media is a two-way and indeed multiple communication tool. You're not only setting expectations, but these tools allow you to receive feedback and comments on the feedback from your employees. The DNB experience around the name change for its code of conduct is but one example. You can also see that if some, if you have some concerns expressed, it could alert you earlier and begin some detection and move towards prevention for your compliance program. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, number one, how does 360 degrees of communication work in a social media component for your compliance program? Think about that. Two, Focus on the social part of social media. Social media is a conversation. It's a conversation between multiple parties. It's an ongoing conversation where uh, one comment is made and then people riff off that comment. Think about how powerful that can be for your communications and your compliance program. And finally, number three, use internal corporate social media. In other words, that which sits behind your firewall to facilitate a 360-degree conversation of compliance. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed day 10 of 31 days to a more effective compliance program. And I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day 11 when we take up the topic of what is effective compliance training. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program sponsored by Conversant. I hope you will join me tomorrow and indeed for the entire 31 days in January while I will be exploring the best way to more fully operationalize your compliance program using the most recent resources the Department of Justice has communicated to us, the evaluation of corporate compliance programs and the new FCPA corporate enforcement policy. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.